Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. If scary movies give you dread, keep you up late night in bed, here's a podcast that will help your mind. We'll explain the plot real nicely, then we'll talk about what's frightening so you never have to have a spooky time. It's Ruined. Hey everybody, I'm Hallie Kiefer. I'm Allison Livey. And welcome back to Ruined. We're going to ruin a horror movie for you today. Yes, we are. Um, in case you haven't listened to this podcast, bail out now if you don't want a horror movie ruined. We got to make that as clear as possible. Yeah, we're we're spoiling everything. I love spooky point. stuff. And I hate it, but really want to know what happens in every movie. And I love to talk. <laughs> and so. Hallie has strong arms <laughs> to doing a podcast where she just scares me for 40 minutes at a time. Which is so funny because my arms are very weak in I real know, life. And I think I could take you. Oh, wow. That's a good question. We need to really mull over. You absolutely could, unless, like, I was enraged. Like, if you did something to me, which you never would do. Well. Oh. <laughs> Chaos, <laughs> but Ooh, I have, I have lives are horror movie. I have long hair. I feel like you could really. Oh, I would whip you around. Yeah, I'd, it'd be, I'd be swinging your head over my head. <laughs> have I been decapitated? Yeah, in this I'm like in this idea I'm like Jack. Though I'm gonna be preparing for like a couple years. For I don't know fight. why I imagine you kind of like standing with like one foot on my decapitated body and the other one just swinging my head around like it's a mace. Love it, <laughs> and that's why we're doing this podcast. <laughs> The movie we're doing this week is the 2018 film The Perfection. It is directed by Richard Shepard. It's on Netflix, and it's a Netflix original. And it stars sort of a, you know, a horror maven of the new modern era. She does feel like one. Allison Williams. Way to go, girl. Now, you've seen Get Out, right, Allison? I ha- Get Out is one of the few horror movies that I have seen. I really liked it. I thought it was so good. I will never watch it again. And it was very scary. What did you feel about Alison Williams? I thought she was so good. And I think that that, you know, not, you know, I'm sure she was a great Peter Pan. I watched all of Girls. Like, good I, God. I completely <laughs> forgot that she played Peter Pan and Christopher Walken was Hook. Ooh. Christopher Walken was Hook in that? Yeah. I didn't, again, nobody watched nobody it. Nobody watched it. We need to, we should do a, we should do we that. Should an episode about that. Because <laughs> that's terrifying. No, I think Alison Williams is really, like, there's something about her that is so cold and dead inside. Yes. In a very good horror movie. Not, like, in a boring, vacant way, but in a real, like, there is just ice running through her veins. Yes. She can just look at, like, the, she has that, like, weird wry smile that's just, like, always a little bit, like, I'm yeah, not up to anything or am wide I? staring eyes. Yes, I yeah. And she's like this, too beautiful. So yeah, watching this, it's like something is slightly off about like she, that, about her performances. Okay, but so yeah. then it makes you um like the people in the horror movie. It is it's like harder to read, which I, I think feel is like very she's smart. Gaslighting at all times. Yes, and so you're like, am I am I being weird? Is she being weird? Is that just her personality? Is she doing something? And that's what you want in a horror movie is right. a performance where it's like. You don't know what's going on internally. Yes, and I think that always makes it so much scarier because it's the predictability factor goes way, way down. So I'm going to check up a baseline about the, not necessarily the premise of the film because there's a lot of twists and turns in this, which is perfect for us. Oh, great. Um, how do you feel about uh, perfection? I what mean, does that conjure within you? 
It definitely is a scare. Like I saw Black Swan. I don't yes, think that that immediately brings to mind. Black I don't Swan. think it's horror. I like it's thrill, psychological <clears throat> thriller, aeronautics, you know, whatever. Like, so you could watch Black Swan. Is what I said. didn't love watching Black Swan, but you but can like, get through it. I did need to know like what all of them is. It had all of the same kind of like hooks for me, mm-hmm. um, but I could watch it. Right. Um, Which makes sense. It is more of a thriller. But, like, you know, perfection is just one that, you know, it's something that people will do anything to attain. And that's, like, such a perfect horror movie uh, world to live in because there are no rules on behavior. It's terrifying. Perfection to me is terrifying to me because it's sort of, like, in, at least in film, and I guess in real life, it's, like, people who are successful and, and strive and and sort of, like, become the best in their field. Um, That's, like, a Bond villain. Like, there's yes. no, like— Right. Type B, sloppy, lower no. middle class Bond villain. No. In order to be fully evil and become that, that is a striving for being a p- perfect in that sense. Yes. And because you're evil or, or mad or whatever, you don't necessarily know that's what you're doing. Right. But you're that just is out for you. Yeah. Like Michael Myers, maybe he doesn't think of himself as a perfectionist, but boy, he's giving it his all. <laughs> yes. You know, a Freddy Krueger, an overachiever. You're putting in the work. Right. People would say, you know, maybe your teacher said, you know, if only you focus on the right thing. If you put as half right. the effort you put into your papers. As you do into your dumb hats. You know, or murdering children, right. but they can't. Like, they're, right. you know, they're striving with the wrong things. And that's sort of one of the questions of this movie. What are the things that you should be striving for? Uh, so we open on um, Allison Williams. Her character's name is Charlotte. I'm going to really try to call her Allison Williams. I mean, we'll do what we can. So she's sitting next to her mom, Ruth. A lot of Ruths in so Ruth's many recording Ruth's in session. the horror movie world. I guess it's like a comfortable, like, mom-type yeah. name. Her mom, Ruth. Uh, Ruth is dead. She has been suffering for horrible cancer for a decade. Oh, my God. And Charlotte has been taking care of her and is finally free. Like, in sort of, like, her late um, uh, 20s. Okay. You know? She's been a decade, that was it. And we find out that she left this really prestigious cello program. Uh, program. She was this top, you know, whatever, 10 right. in the world. Right. And she had to leave to take care of her mom. She didn't have family, you know, that kind of thing. And her life has essentially been on hold. And from what we could tell, something is going on psychologically. Like, she's, you see her sitting, you know, next to her mom's body. And clearly she's distressed. Yes. And she immediately, as soon as her mom dies, uh, calls up Anton, played by Stephen Weber of Wings. I always think of oh him as Wings fame. <laughs> and uh, if you were on Wings, Wings is how I identify your fame. Tony Shalhoub, Wings, yeah, Wings. Anyone else on Wings don't remember Wings? Yeah, Thomas Anne Church, Wings, Wings. So she calls Anton and his right hand woman Paloma, who run this program, and they're like, "She's like, hey, I know it's been a decade, but <laughs> you remember I used to play the cello. I'm gonna, well, we should hang out." So you see her arrive in Shanghai. Okay, and. Uh, she sees a billboard, and on the billboard is Anton's new protege, Lizzie, who I believe the actress's name... Oh, Logan Browning, yes. So Logan Browning plays Lizzie, who is sort of like what um, Charlotte could have been or should have sure. been had she not had to leave the program. So Allison Williams, with Oof. her steely, terrifying gaze, like stares at this billboard. And our understanding is that sh- this there is sort of a jealous, jealous. rage. yes. That's the life. I should have been on a giant billboard and touring right. the world and and having this life, but I couldn't have it. So she goes to the reception, and um, <laughs> I know this is a horror movie. It made me want to go to Shanghai. Like, it seemed fun, and, like, the city seemed cool. I would really like to go there. And could horrible things happen? Yeah, but that can happen anywhere. Does the rest of the movie take place in Shanghai? Um, I would say it's about half and a half. All right. 
So uh, the the program that she was par- uh, part of is called the Backoff Academy, and that's in Boston. Okay. So she had gone there when she was like 13, 12, Charlotte had gone at 12, 13, and been there to say 16 or 17. Yeah. But then she had to leave. And Lizzie, similarly, she was entering as Charlotte was leaving. Okay. So she's a little bit younger than her. And Lizzie, you know, has been on this world tour. She's sort of the younger, hotter Yo-Yo Ma. And, sure. And, she, you know, so it's like it, something I certainly, I'm not going to pay for it, pay for a cello concert. But if you are, you want to see Lizzie. Right. Yeah, of course. I'm not going to see some, like, middling cellist. Exactly. I'm not going to pay $1,000 or whatever insane thing. How much does it cost to see a cello <laughs> performance? Also, I've heard cello before. They're all great. I yeah. couldn't tell you. Right. And that's a part of the issue with this, not the not the film, but it is it's like, I have to be perfect at the cello. It's like, I don't think I've ever heard a bad cello. Yeah, or good. I don't know. Like, what's the... They like, all, I think to me, they sound great. The exactly. Unless it was like somebody had never played it, right. then I could probably tell that. So, uh, you know, uh, Anton's there, Paloma. Probably. And, <laughs> wait, I what? could probably tell if someone's never picked up a cello before <laughs> and starts playing. <laughs> So uh, she sort of reunites with Anton and Paloma, and they're like, we're so sorry about your mom. We're so glad you were able to come here. And she meets Lizzie, and there's, like, this intense moment. But Lizzie is, like, very cool, and it's like, don't worry. I I, I used to look up to you before I went into the program. Like, right. I idolize you. Don't feel weird about me. Like, let's be friends, yeah. you know? Like, okay. And she's, like, cool and sexy and, like, incredibly talented and, like, rich and successful. And, and meanwhile, Allison Williams is there with, like, a vein throbbing oh in her God. neck. Like, she's it's so nice to meet you. So scary. So they end up judging. The the, uh, the reason they're in Shanghai is they have five finalists, all young women, to go into the back-off academy for an all, like, four years, like, yeah. paid academic scholarship. So there's a final concert. And, um, you know, while Lizzie and um, Charlotte end up, like, pay, playing a concert, like, a little bit for the people at the reception, and they're just hanging out and sort of, all like, right. they, they seem like maybe there's a friendship. And um, we see that Lizzie... The the star has a a musical note tattooed on her shoulder, and um, Charlotte clocks it, and she goes, right. "You know, I. It took me a couple of years after I left to start playing again, but you know, playing without having the pressure of like the academy and the career, right. it does feel a lot better. Do you think you'd ever leave?" And Lizzie's like, oh, "Why would I leave? Like, I, I, this I, is it. Oh my god! Like, like what? This happens to one person who plays a cello, and I achieved it. Why yes. would I ever leave? Right." But I am taking two weeks off to go backpacking around China, you know, just to, like, let off steam because yeah. I, right. you know. Relax after your rough decade of cello cello. Yeah. And so, and so she is, she's going to head out, you know, into sort of the, the mountainside or whatever. And she says, you know, Charlotte, would you want to maybe, like, go out tonight? Because, like, I never get to go out and drink. Let's, sit, let's go out and party, right? And so as they're going to leave, um, a man at the reception starts violently vomiting. Okay. And um, is becomes really ill. And everyone's kind of, oh, like, taken aback. And they hear somebody else say, oh, I hope it's not, like, what's going on um, in the South. And Lizzie says, well, what's going on? And someone said, oh, there's, like, a hemorrhagic fever outbreak cool. in the Hunan province. Um, it's probably fine. It is airborne. So basically, we're, we're to believe it's, like, an airborne Ebola. Great. Where it's, like, if you get it, you are horrifically sick. And if you survive, it's kind of a miracle. Okay. So we kind of have, we, we've been so told that piece of information. Okay. So they go out and they party and they drink and they end up, Lizzie and Charlotte end up fucking. They end up oh. hooking up. So it's just kind of like a fun twist where I was like, okay, you know, it is a that little is black fun. swan. Yeah, it um, is a little black swan-y. And there is like more nudity that you'd think for this kind of horror movie. Yeah. We're like, well, good for you guys. Like it's not like a, 
like a sexy teens. Like it's not like one of those ones where it's like everybody's running around in their underwear. Like right. But then all of a sudden, like they have sex, which is great. And I think it's just it's part of it. It's like Lizzie is so confident and beautiful and cool that she's just like, hey man, if you let's do this, you yeah. know. And talent so, is attractive. And so when they're both naked in bed afterwards, um, we see that Charlotte also has the same note tattoo, which is not that unusual. They both are musicians. But uh, are we led to believe that they she had it before or she has gotten it since? We they So this is literally yeah. the next day. So, okay, so they both had. have had the same tattoo. Okay. We now see that they have the same Whoa. tattoo. But it's kind of a bit, so I'm like, maybe they're just basic, basic bitches. Yeah. You know, they play the cello. You got to know that doesn't seem maybe that that's crazy. that's what like every gal in the cello world is doing. And so, um, you know, Lizzie said, oh, have you ever been with a woman before? And Charlotte says, well, I've actually never been with anyone before. Now, maybe this is me being judgmental. Okay. Mm. I am a woman. I've, you know, I've only been with men. Yes. If I suddenly was like, well, I'm going to have sex with a woman. I think in the morning, if I was like, well, I got to be honest, that's the first time I ever done that. I think she'd be like, yeah, I could tell. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't- yeah. You didn't have to tell me that. <laughs> I figured that out. Like the idea that you were having sex for the first time with anybody. With anybody. And the other person like, hey, uh, what you doing down there? Yeah. Like, you don't know. I just don't believe that. No, I don't. Yeah. You would be very aware that that's somebody's first time. I also would feel like I, if as someone whose first time was, I'd be I like, would, hey, I'm having a great time. You're great. I just wanted you to know, I don't really know what I'm fucking doing. Yes, I know. I would definitely bring that up to somebody. Also, like, are we really supposed to believe that, like, she's never been with, like, Alison Williams is objectively very attractive. And, like, I don't care how rigorous your cello program is. Like, you have fucked someone at the cello program. Well, to hear her explain it, she's basically like, I was in the cello thing until I was, like, a teenager. We never, it's not like we were, like, hanging out. It was, like, four girls, like, in a boarding house. And then my mom was sick, and it was like, I just. Yeah. But also, I think psychologically, I I think we're thinking, like, she's so. She's so sad and depressed about losing the life, her life that she wanted to have. She's really stuck in that time. Yes. So she can't, she's not present to really engage in any kind of romantic relationship. I guess I'll buy that. But I do agree that I was like, I just feel like Lizzie would be like, yeah, girl, I know. You did your best, but yeah. you did your best. Yeah. But so, you know, but it seems like, okay, they, it's not just they, they had sex. They actually, like, seem to like each other. Yeah. Like, obviously, they understand each other where they're coming from. Of course. And that, Lizzie like, says. very specific world. Exactly. And and they're both hot as hell. So yeah. it's like, I mean, what am I? I would watch them have sex happily. And, you know, honestly, it could have been the whole movie. <laughs> and so Lizzie said, you know, um, you know, your mom's dead. You don't have a life for anything. Do you want to come backpacking with me for the two weeks? Yeah. And Charlotte's like, yeah, let's do this. Mm-hmm. So, which I would net. The, no. The idea of backpacking for two weeks and just at riding all. buses and staying at hostels for... No. And I, 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 that, to me, is a horror movie. That's I also, like, do not it. a, like, relaxing vacation after a rigorous life of, you know, practicing and, and music. Like, right. that's not, like, I would be like, I want to go to a beach. Let's go to a beach. Yeah, let's you say you live in Boston. I just want to lay on a beach. But I guess her thing is, like, I never get to go anywhere. I want to be myself. I want to, like, be rugged and yeah. feel like I'm doing this, like, cool thing. Right. I guess. Fine, yeah. Again. But backpacking alone is awful, and then to do it with somebody who you've barely known, yeah, is even scarier. So they get up in the morning, and Lizzie is super hungover, and she's like, "Oh boy, I don't know." And um, Charlotte is like, "Would you want Advil?" And she gives her ibuprofen, but they also drink more. It's like hair of the dog, you know. And throughout the morning, before they get their bus, Lizzie is getting more and more sick, and 
Charlotte oh. says, you know, we don't have to take them. We could go back to the hotel and, like, watch pay-per-view and then go right. tomorrow or something. Yeah. He's Why like, rush? no, let's just do it. I think I'm just really hungover. Ugh. So they go to get, she's Bad like, we'll get food. Choice. They go to get kanji, and it's, like, unappetizing. So she doesn't, she doesn't eat anything. But they're, she still has been drinking, you know. And so finally they get on the bus, and things <laughs> go downhill pretty quickly. I mean, so like, you're on a bus it already as at rock bottom, in my view. To voluntarily get on a bus as your vacation. Is wrong. Unless While you're not feeling well. Well, unless it's driving around Rome and you know you could run out and find a bathroom. Yeah. Oh, there's no bathroom on the bus. Why would there be a bathroom on the Full bus? Full nightmare. 10 out of 10 screams on the oh, scary yeah. scale right there. Yeah, that is all. That is, we are maxing out on spookiness when we have no bathroom on a bus and you're hungover. Or have an airborne illness. We're, uh, exactly. That's the question. I mean. And so, um, you know, and at one point, Charlotte goes, oh, and she brushes something off of um, Lizzie's jacket. And she's like, oh, there was a bug. I, You know, so it's like Uh-oh. there's bugs on the bus. So driving out, you got to assume. She got to assume they're on the bus for less than an hour. And they're driving to like the wilderness, you know. There's nothing around. So it's not like, oh, we could stop at a town. Yeah. They're, you're going to be on this bus for five you're hours. in rural you know? China. Yeah. And Lizzie gets is just basically freaking out. And she's like, I need more ibuprofen. I, I'm, I'm burning up. I need water, you know. And, um, you know, Charlotte starts to be like, you're much sicker than I knew. I didn't yeah. understand. We got to get you a hospital. Like, something is going on. We need to get you treatment. And because you're dehydrated. Right. Neither of them speak any Chinese. Or, or like, I don't know whether it's Mandarin or whether they're right. speaking. They don't speak anything. Yeah. So Charlotte starts screaming, like, does anyone here speak English? And it's like, of bitch, you on a bus in the middle of nowhere in China. Yeah. You can't expect these people to, like, you know, know what's going on. Then Lizzie starts vomiting. Of course. Luckily, there is one guy on the bus who kind of speaks English. And he's like, well, uh, what's going on? And she's like, I need to get hospital. He's like, they're really, I mean, there's yeah, not. Hospital. Like, we're going to be on this bus forever. Yeah, you're on a bus. I, I'm really sorry. And the bus driver is like, the guy goes to try to talk to the bus driver. Like, can we pull over? She needs to be sick. And the bus driver's like, I am a bus driver in a rural bus in China. I'm not going to stop just because someone starts throwing up. Yeah. No, but, uh, that's what the do you least think my life is? Concerns. Yeah. And they're driving, and Lizzie is like, I feel like there's something in my brain. My brain is burning up. I feel like there's something in my arms. Like, I feel like, you know, she, and then there is the most terrifying scene. I feel like there's an Eddie Horror movie. She says, I'm going to shit my pants. I'm going to shit my pants. And Charlotte is begging the driver, just pull over, just pull over. And I was like, no, I, I'm not going to do it. off the spooky scale. We're full into, like, the triple digits for me. This and, is so scary. And, and so, and Charlotte is, like, sweating. It's like, I'm going to shit my pants. And everyone on the bus, they don't speak English, but boy, they know things. She's seen her yeah, vomiting. You can so tell. they keep cutting to all these people's faces. They're like, oh, good. Because I'm sure they're like, oh, my God, does she have that hemorrhagic right. fever? That's Are we the all news? getting that now? Exactly. Like, you know, so. And but everyone's on the bus is nicer. Like, they give her water. and They give her, like, re- like eventually they go and. She's well, they know pooped. that they're going to get sick, too. <laughs> right, and so someone gives her one of the face masks, you know, to be like, just wear this, you know. So they get back on the bus. Of course, things don't improve, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, she pooped, but that's it. And then yeah. she vomits. And Charlotte goes, "Are is that bugs? No. And uh, Lizzie looks, and her vomit is squirming with, like, these translucent, like, maggots or, or centipedes or something. <sighs> and so, obviously, she starts freaking out. The fuck out. I and think the, I might kill myself at that point. Well, I just <laughs> Nothing like, could get better. It could never be erased <laughs> from my mind that that has happened to me, and therefore I would live 
even every, everything with the knowledge, was with the memory. I would know that that has happened. <laughs> and to me, that would just keep me up every night for the rest of my life until I died. And then on top of it, you're on a bus. And you're on a bus. So it's not even like you had this happen. It's like you were already on the bus, which is already the worst thing that's ever happened to anybody. <laughs> Finally, the bus driver, who I want this spinoff about the bus driver. Like, what has he seen? It's just this. It's just <laughs> American tourists flipping out. Also, Lizzie's like, there's no reception. There, I, there's nothing around. Of course, around. there's not reception. It looks like they're in the like the mountains of like, um, you know, like the middle of nowhere, like California or yeah. Denver. Like, it's like gorgeous, but there's nothing around. And the bus driver says, get the fuck off my bus. Yeah. I can't be having you vomiting and giving, pooping and giving everyone maggots. Yeah, whatever. stop throwing up bugs and get off my bus. Kicks him off the bus and Charlotte's screaming at him like, you, you can't leave us out here. We don't know anything. We don't, we don't. So he drives no away. No service. Rural China. They have no water, throwing essentially. Up bugs. Also, Lizzie is traveling in like a very cute, uh, you saw it in the trailer. The trailer, really. I was like, how are they in the middle of nowhere? Why is she in like, uh, you know, very similar to the uh, plaid outfit that Cher Horowitz wears. Exactly. And Clueless. I'm like, if you're going to go hiking, like, if you were out to do that trip, yes. that's not what you'd be wearing. Yeah, and Allison Williams is wearing like jeans and hiking boots and like a scarf and like a yeah. canvas. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, kind of stuff what you wear. And I guess we're just to think like Lizzie is like, has never been outside like her life. So she's like, I'll just yeah. wear the stuff I think is cool. Yeah. And um, so now they are stuck in the middle of nowhere. Lizzie is screaming, I- I'm dying. I-, yes. I-, I, I'm dying. Something is going on. And Charlotte's like, you're not dying. We're going to figure this out. And then Charlotte starts, uh, Lizzie starts clawing at her arms, oh my God. saying there's something oh, this inside. Is from the trailer. And she looks, and uh, Charlotte says, Are those bugs? <laughs> and um, there are bugs squirming under her skin oh oh in God. her arms. Oh my God. And, or just one of her arms. Yeah. And they're bursting out. And Charlotte's like, you, they're, they're in your arm. And, you know, and obviously Lizzie is losing, absolutely losing her mind. I, again, like, this is where I would just, like, end my life. Because the knowledge that this existed and happened to me would be too much for me to bear forever. And so they're there. And um, suddenly Charlotte stops and says, well, you know what you have to do. And she takes a meat cleaver out of her. Why does she have a meat cleaver on her? Well, that's my question. Is, if you're Lizzie, what do you do, Allison? In this situation, what do you do? <laughs> What would you do? I mean, it's tough because, like, I'd be, I'd start to now, but be very afraid of Charlotte. Like, why does she have a meat cleaver? Why did she bring it? Why is she, and is she, like, she seems, at least from the, like, moments in the trio, like, a little too calm for what is actually happening. Now, but imagine that you were so terrified and and confused and, and, and feel Sick like you're dying. And, yeah. and then you pretty sure there are bugs in, in your, your arm, arm that are now bursting out of the skin. She also keeps vomiting. Now there's spiders in her vomit. Oh, my God. Um, so she's she's not really in a place to... to the yes. question is to me, Allison, do you chop off your hand? I mean, maybe. If there's so many bugs? If there's bugs bursting out of my forearm, like, this might be where I'm like, you know what? Like, fuck <laughs> it. Like, I mean, you're going to bleed to death anyway. Right, exactly. So, and so how many bugs do you think you, you could think was in your arm before you'd be like... Uh, I'm okay, versus what's the threshold you'll chop off your hand? I mean... For you personally. Five? Five. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> no, that's really good, an odd number. I guess, I, yeah, I would say five or six. Five or six, like... Like, what? one? I feel like I could be like, all right, I well. could be like, all right, let's, like, tourniquet it, and yeah. then, like, it can't get any further, and, like, mm-hmm. honestly, if my arm, like, falls off and dies, like, if it, like, dies or, like, you loses, like, that's fine, because it's Right, just, like, it is what it is it at is this point. Is. You exactly. know what? It's fine. We're going to lose a limb here. But, like, 
Five, I guess. Is five is things. too many. Five I completely. Too many. <laughs> I could, there's something, the magic number five. If you have five bugs in your skin, that hand's uh, getting cut off. Um, and so Lizzie takes Cleaver and she cuts off her hand. Suddenly, hand. and here's the, one of the one of the first of many twists. The movie rewinds itself, funny <gasps> game style. Whoa! We're suddenly rewinding, 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 and of course, you know because you're watching a horror movie. Right. So it's not much of a twist, but it, I, I, it's a divisive device, I suppose. I like it. Yeah, I feel the first time I watched it, I was like, ugh. You're, I, of course, I get it. Like something. Something else was going on. But then I watched it again. I'm like, no, nah, I think it's fun. It's fun. So obviously Charlotte has been engineering this. Okay. What, how far back are we rewinding? To um, the night they sleep together. Okay. Or I guess technically she came to Shanghai. To do this. To do something like yeah. this. To fuck, uh, to fuck um, um, yeah. Lizzie's career yeah. so she cannot play cello. And so um, so she's been getting also, her. The idea that just getting rid of her means you're next. Is it that, or is it just, I want to ruin someone else's life because mine was ruined? At this point, I think we are supposed to believe it's simply uh, bitter envy. Yeah. I If I can't have it, no one can have it. Yes. And um, so, you know, she, in the morning, Lizzie was like, oh, I'm hungover. Do you have any ibuprofen? Allison gives her medication. It's actually her mother's leftover cancer medication, which causes hallucinations. hallucinations. And it gets much worse if you're drinking alcohol. So she's already setting her up for it. Okay. They get, when they're at the kanji place, um, she steals the cleaver and puts okay. it in her bag. And I think it's like she was going to do something, but maybe this, she's just making it up for she's the like, moment. Let's figure it out. This will come in handy. And then the rest of it, you sort of replay it and you realize like every time that um, Lizzie, quote unquote, saw bugs, it's because Charlotte told her there were bugs and she yes. was so delusional yes. because of the medication and her panic that she saw them. But in She's reality, like, they weren't there. She was a sick. bug on you. You're throwing up bugs. You're gonna, yeah. Like, yes. like, she was sick probably because of the medication. Of course. But it, that's it. Yeah. You know, and um, that's enough, frankly. That's enough. Even if she had done that, it's like, you should be in jail for the rest yeah. of your life. And so when finally they're at that moment of, like, they're screaming and everything is, you know, sort of both freaking out, she, when she cuts off her hand, there's no bugs in her arm. Of course She's not. totally fine. There's not, that's not a thing. So, um, you know, we're going, we're backing up. Cut to three weeks later. Okay. Anton is at the Backoff Academy, and you're seeing Anton and Paloma are showing the win- sort of the winner of the Shanghai contest, uh-huh. um, Shang Li, who's again twelve or thirteen. Yeah, they're showing her around, being like, essentially, like, we're going to groom you to be the next Lizzie. Like you're going to, yes. you know, and everything is like gorgeous and pampered yeah. and everything. And he shows her there's like a little, there's a room in the basement that's they refer to as the chapel, which is acoustically perfect. Oh. And that sort of introduces like, they do like, this is okay. a place where the people are groomed to be absolutely perfect. Yes. So if something goes wrong and you aren't perfect, perhaps your hand is cut off. Yes. That'll be unacceptable. That's it. And Zhang Li is like, great, I'm 13. I've never been outside of China. So yeah. this all seems kosher to me. That night, An- Anton wakes up and somebody's buzzing the gate. Oh, and it's the, the middle of um, okay. winter. And he goes, he's like, what, what's going on? He puts on his little robe and he goes outside and it's Lizzie. And she has survived, but her hand is gone. Yes. And she goes in and, and he ta- she talks to Anton and Paloma. And this is, again, like, she thinks of his family, you know. Yes. Is, and she's sobbing and, and explaining, like, she basically, Charlotte engineered this and then disappeared. 
She put a tourniquet okay. on her. Okay. So I guess we're going to think, okay, she doesn't want her to she's die. She's not trying to kill her, but yeah. she's trying to ruin her life. And then they, when finally, like, the somebody calls up, finds her and calls the police, and the police were like, so you took the medic, like, you cut off your own hand? Yeah. Well, we can't prosecute her for that. Right. okay. And also, we can't extradite her, so it doesn't right. matter. And so Lizzie essentially has to come back and be like, so, um, and ah. Anton and Palmer are like, ah, oh, boy, that's tough, but if you can't play cello, I don't, we don't really know what to tell you. There's really no place for you oh here. My God, that's so dark. And they're like, you know, we can pl- we can pay for your apartment. We'll help you figure out your next step. But but like, what the fuck could it possibly be? Exactly. She's like, I could teach. I could compose. I could help the students with other things. Like, I, I don't have. This is it. This I don't have it. other skills. Cello is the whole world. And they're like, that sucks. That really sucks. But this movie feels very anti eggs in one basket. Um, which it's certainly anti cello. It's very anti cello. Finally, the anti cello movie we've all been waiting for. Right. This is like body positivity, but like it's like you should accept yourself for who you are. You can't be perfect all the time. And if yes. someone has to cut off your hand for you to realize to prove that, that, then. So uh, you sort of see Lizzie have like a moment of realization. And then she punches this picture of um, Charlotte that's on the wall while she's leaving the academy. And you realize she's going to go hunt that bitch down. Good. So we cut to Charlotte's house. She lives in Michigan, like her uh-huh. mother's house. As if she thought she could just go back, I guess. Yeah, you know that, like, I mean, especially if you, like, gave her a turn, if you didn't leave her to bleed out. Exactly, that, yes. like, this will catch up with you. And maybe and maybe you thought she, I don't know, who knows, maybe you did. I, I think, well, we'll, we'll find out. But at the moment, we were like, okay, well, you, you didn't want her to die. Right. And so, uh, basically, they, uh, Lizzie get, breaks into the house kicks the shit out of Charlotte. Good. And said, I, I should have c- killed you. I could kill you right now. I should kill you. Instead, she shows back up at the Back Off Academy with Charlotte alive, but in the trunk. Cool. And Anton and Plum are like, what are you doing? And um, Lizzie says, well, I didn't have something you wanted, and now I do, so I have leverage. Why I would have, they want... Well, I guess we're to think, like, she... Sh- Charlotte still is like their perfect creation. I see. And she still is phenomenal. Right. And now at this point, because of what happened, she did to Lizzie, she is more valuable to them than Lizzie is. Like Lizzie is. They're like, we don't need a girl with one hand to play the cello. But Charlotte still, there's something that they think of as like objectively perfect about her. So we've come to the point in the podcast where I got to ask, we're all together. It's it's winter in Boston. It's so cozy. Who's going to survive, Allison? survive i mean i gotta hope allison will charlotte dies mm-hmm. um i either anton or paloma has to go someone mm-hmm. someone from that group mm-hmm. um and maybe the new no i want the the 12 year old chinese girl to survive and and somehow escape this hell of uh, oh, perfection. I didn't. I didn't bring them up because they. You just see them a little bit, but there's two teachers, Jeffrey and Thais. Okay, and they're both like the same thing, like very warm to Charlotte, but also clearly like if something were to go wrong, they're like, we only care about the cello. Sorry, right? Um, and then do you think Lizzie? How do you think we're gonna? Ugh, I don't know. I is mean, she gonna survive? This? I want her to survive. I, I I hope for whatever the moral of this movie is. That right, she survives. So there is one more. Really significant twist. Okay. Well, actually, two. I'm excited for them. Um, throw. What do you think is going to happen? Guess the twist. I mean, it's got to be some kind of weird secret 
maybe somebody's related to someone. Yeah, no. we're definitely weird secrets. Weird, Love it. I, I'd say it's in the world of weird secrets, but not even one that I can predict. Exactly. Great. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. You can start your day off right. When you find a professional on Angie to get your plumbing right first. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that. Why are smart businesses graduating to NetSuite by Oracle? Because NetSuite eliminates the expense of multiple business systems by consolidating your operations together into one. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. NetSuite reduces IT costs because it lives in the cloud with no hardware required, so you can access it from anywhere. You cut the cost and headaches of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. Bringing all your major business processes into one platform improves efficiency, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math. You'll see how you'll profit with NetSuite, too. And now, by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Just go to netsuite.com slash podcast25 for more information. That's netsuite.com slash podcast25. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. Charlotte wakes up on the couch, uh-huh. and Anton is there, and said, "You know, don't worry, worry. Lizzie's with Paloma. She's not going to come in here. Um, were you really that jealous that you had to cut off her hand?" And Charlotte says, "Oh, I wasn't jealous. I was trying to like free her." Okay. And Anton says, "Um, okay. So what do you mean?" And uh, Charlotte says, "Well, I saw that she has the same tattoo, and I know how what she had to do to get it, and why she had it." Because I used to be at this academy. Right. And I know what happens to people who go here. And so essentially she has created the situation where Lizzie's hand is ruined so that she's forced to leave the Beckhoff Academy. And why was that? Oh, because whenever their students are not perfect, which means, you know, if they play in the chapel. Right. And they make the slightest mistake. They are just brutally raped. Oh, my God. Of course. And luckily, you never see any of the sexual assault, but that is what is... That implied and, and kind of... And by the end, it is made explicitly clear. Okay. So, so we start to see a flashback of her as a teenager playing in the chapel and making some... Again, through the little... listener, I couldn't even tell that she no, made a mistake. Truly don't know good from bad, Shella. You got that tattoo because you were the very best. Yes, I know. And if you're not the very best... If you insult me and Theus and Jeffrey with your mistakes. I discredit the Academy. 
And so um, she is raped by Anton. It's implied Jeffrey and Thais. Yes. And okay, now I want all of them to die. Yes. Uh-huh. As soon as you find out, you're like, you're okay, like, well, okay, like, just kill did. them all, and now I like Allison Williams. And also, I just don't think that this is an effective teaching skill. Like, no. I just don't feel like this is going to make your best cellist. Fear of rape is not going to make me good at cello. No, like, it's going to it's ruin gonna you. It's going to terrify me and, like, ruin my life. And, and I guess that's what they're—anyway. And that's when you see, like— um. Flat, like her, she's getting th- electroshock therapy and she's like really distraught. You think it's because of like losing this life and then her mother died. No, it's because of being sexually abused for four years. Horribly. Jesus. And Anton is first like, I don't know what you're, all right, yeah, okay. Well, I'm not going to lie to you. But his, and you kind of find out his sort of like villains theory. Yes. And he's like, my grandfather founded this in 1923. That's how... My father was taught cello. That's how I was taught. So essentially, so it's, it's like patterns of abuse. So yeah, so like cool. he's been ab- his <laughs> great grandfather, grandfather, whatever, essentially raped his father, and then his father raped him, or he was raped by the grandfather. It, it is like this entire academy is based on the idea of like you sexually assault people into, into perfection, perfection, which again is not a thing. I don't. I hope not. No, I I can say that. Uh, Elsa, that's 100% no. No, I know it's not effective, but I hope it's not uh, practice anywhere. Oh, I guess it's one of those things where, like, you hear about, like, whatever cults or whatever, and you're like, why did you guys, you're like, actually, if you think about it, horrible things are good. Like, it's that where it's, like, it's so insular and, like, whatever. So her thing was, like, I I knew that she would not leave because she was brainwashed like I was brainwashed. I had to leave because of my mother, thank God. And it's only because of that I was able to, like, look back and be like, what was that? And I knew that Lizzie was not going to be able to do that because she had no motivation. I had to make her cut off her hand to make her free. And Anton's like, yeah, well, um, so now that you've, like, said all this, I realize that you are going to essentially get out and tell people. So you're going to have to die. Yeah. So he drags her downstairs. And, you know, and also the whole thing I'm thinking, you know, like, this is not worth it. Like, all cellos sound good. I couldn't tell you between a B-plus and an A-plus cello. Could not. Simply just go to a normal school. And obviously, like, her mother didn't know about it. You know, like, nobody... No, the adults never know. That's why it's so... Yeah. So he drags Charlotte downstairs with the idea that, like, you know, she's going to be, if not killed, something much worse. Yes. And um, Jeffrey and Thais are there and Lizzie. And Lizzie is like, you deserve whatever you get from these people at this point. And she wakes up and she is in, you saw in the trailer, in a fabulous red gown. And they did her hair. They put on her makeup. And she's wearing Jimmy Choo's and she's in ankle chain. So she can't leave. Oh, my God. And so Anton, scary and elegant. And so Anton's like, this is, again, this is a calling. This is, yeah, this is brutal. But, like, that's, the only way you can be perfect is right. to go through in this gauntlet, this this fire. Right, Lizzie? And Lizzie goes, "This, yeah, it wasn't abuse. It was a gift. I feel like it was a gift. So she, you know, so she's I mean, still fully, you know. And so it's like, well, great job, Charlotte. Your plan was trash, you know. And now, like, all you've done is, like, commit a crime and get trapped. And now you are fully trapped in this soundproof chapel. <sighs> And Anton said, okay, so you're going to play. And if you're perfect, you get to leave. If you fuck up, we're going to rape the 13-year-old new pupil that we that just arrived. Oh my God, this movie's so So you better up. not fuck up. <laughs> and of course, she's like, I don't play anymore. Like, I, I, I'm an amateur. Yeah. I, I'm going to mess up. You're setting me up years. here. So she plays a cello. Again, sounds great to me. I yeah. don't, can't tell me. Um, and so um, he's like, aha, just kidding. They take the the girl upstairs. He's like, I'm not a monster. I'm not going to do that. Oh, okay. You are, we're going to brutally rape you. 
So now she's chained up in essentially a rape chair that I guess we're to believe is like a mechanism built into the stage of this. Jesus Christ. Which is like, if you, Come have, on, if you have to call, here, if yeah. you're somebody, if you have to call a carpenter or a contractor yes. to build a, a, a rape chair, a rape dungeon, no. you are the villain. I'm yes. sorry. That's wrong. I don't care how good the music is. That's bad. So uh, basically, he's, he says, uh, Theus and Jeffrey, um, call me when she stops biting. You know, so call me when, wait, after you guys had have your turn, you know. And Lizzie goes, no, I want my turn first. And she goes over and she says, there's like, you know, um, I hope this hurts as much as cutting my hand off. And the implication is that she's going to ram her stump of her severed hand into her vagina. Which I actually think because she's a petite woman, like that actually probably, in a sexual it, setting, it, it, I don't think that it would actually be that bad. But it, it would be as bad as getting your hand cut off. Like that's not a one-to-one. No. And I also think like you could probably just have sex with your wrist. If you had a, if you had your hand amputated and you had a small enough arm, you could absolutely, people do yeah. fisting. Yeah. But obviously that's, she's not going into it with that idea. Uh, yeah. The logistics are, you know, not. Right. Uh, in a different world. Yes. Sure. You know. But uh, so she goes to do it. And then as she goes to like reach up on her dress, Jeffrey and Theus, um, who are, everyone's drinking like cognac and like be, wearing tuxedos and being like Ugh. rich and like fabulous Yuck. and disgusting. Um, they're drinking your drinks. They start choking. Their drinks have been poisoned. Great. Who have they been poisoned by, Allison? I mean, I almost want to think Paloma. No. They've been, po- they've been poisoned by Lizzie. Lizzie. So she's like pretending she's in on it A- to trick them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the that's the okay. the, the second twist is that she is in on it. I like that. And of course, we rewind again to the night that she shows up at, um, at having survived these yes. horrible things, shows up to uh, Charlotte's house and it's like, I could kill you. And then we see the full line. She's like, I could kill you, but you are right. So, you know, and I, it took me, and you were right to do this. Yes. Which is, I think, a very funny way to do that. That's like, really. Actually, now that you mention it. <laughs> actually. Um, so they have been in on it and basically plan to sort of infiltrate them and just kill everybody because it wasn't enough to be like, we need to call the cops or, you no, know what I mean? You need real revenge. We need, yeah, exactly. For what? We have both been through. Yes. It has been so horrible. And now they're just here to fucking kick ass. So, I love it. So, uh, Theus, so Theus and um, Jeffrey are dead. And Paloma is not there for it, but y- you know that she knows about it and is totally on board. And that's, she's also part of this. Okay. So she's so like, she's complicit. yeah. So you, cause you do have this moment, like maybe she'll step up. Nope. nope. She's like, unless it happened to me. There's always some lady who's just like letting the men be terrible. Exactly. So, um, so they kill her, and then Anton doesn't know it, but he's the only one left. And he, the classical music was replaced by uh, Deuce Mobs. It's on. So it's like a great. They're getting amped up or whatever, and they look, and they just Lizzie and Charlotte just hardcore just kick his ass. <laughs> Amazing. And uh, brutal, like a brutal fight scene. And uh, they're fighting and Lizzie hits him with, I think, a fireplace poker. But like he gets the best of her and they're wrestling around with a knife. And then Charlotte gets involved and then um, Anton stabs her arm and like st- stabs his knife into her wrist and then like basically pulls yeah. her the knife towards oh. her elbow, ruining her arm. Yes. You know, which parallels Lily's yeah. Lizzie's thing. Now she is no longer able to play. Right. And um, however, um, Charlotte's able to get the best of him. And you think, kill him. But that wouldn't be 
That would be, to be too, too good for him. Easy. So the last scene is Anton sitting in the chapel. He, all of his limbs have been amputated. Oh, my God. So he has <laughs> uh, above the knee and then above the elbow. His eyes and mouth have been sewn shut. He's wearing a diaper. He's totally nude, except for the diaper. He has an IV in his arm. And the idea is this that This is he, a horrifying image. Is it scary it's, to watch? It's like, horrifying, yeah. yeah. And I don't know if I was scared, but it absolutely is disgusting. It's upsetting. It's very upsetting. And so the idea is like he can't, he has no other senses except for hearing. So then Lizzie and Charlotte get up and because they're missing. um, They don't have a hand. They each have one hand. Yeah. They play the cello together. Which is kind of nice in a gross way. (laughs) I mean, I do like it. And that's the end. So he just has to listen to them play. Yeah. imperfect. And it does make you be like, well, what happens when people are like, Anton didn't didn't call us like he was supposed to, or like you know, eventually right. someone's gonna be like, "Oh, the guy who runs this prestigious, expensive academy has disappeared," and also so do all the other teachers. Yeah, I mean, they're gonna. It's all, but I feel like in a court, like in the court of at least public opinion, I, I think it's gonna be it, tough because it's like, yeah, I mean, it's like okay, I mean, we then were they horrifically abused. Yes. However. You did sever all of his limbs and show his eyes and mouth shut, which I think a lot of people are going to have a hard time with on jury. It is really tough. It's a tough image. It's a tough act. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So let's get into, again, my favorite uh, part of the podcast, Fatal Mistakes. Fatal Mistakes. I think, what are some fatal mistakes that the characters have made in this movie? I can think of one. I mean, playing the cello. Um, <laughs> Obviously, don't get on a bus when you're sick. Well, yeah, definitely don't get on a bus when you're sick. And They'll, if you like, have to, it has to be one with the bathroom. I'm sorry. Don't get on a bus that doesn't have a But, like, also then, like, a bus with a bathroom is disgusting. So you're really, it's a double you know situation. Um, yeah, don't go, don't go on a backpacking trip. Um, don't try to be perfect. Don't try and be perfect. You know what? Because it's true what they say. Poe Buddy's nerfect. Hmm. which I think could be an alternate title for this movie. <laughs> which would really give it a different tone. <laughs> well, nobody's perfect. Um, I have a question for you. What would have made, keeping with the theme of the film, sure. what would have made this movie more perfect? What would, What mm. do you think hearing this movie, like, what would you have liked to see? What could you have what would given you a little more? I mean, I do want to know that the two, the women got away with it. Because mm-hmm. you are kind of, let, even though you know, like, they got their revenge. He's tortured. It's awful. But, like, right. I want to know that they're okay. Because, like, they've been through something horrific. Right. They, rather than they're going to end up in prison forever right. and never see each other again. Which is more likely what's going to happen. I think for me, I really could have used a B or C story about that bus driver. Because I okay, was well, like, yeah, you're his really... reaction to all of it was the one I'm like, he's like, absolutely not. This is the bus. Get off. Yes. And he was, it was cruel of him, but also... I mean, what would you, if you were the bus driver, wouldn't you? I, I would have done would the like, same thing. Get the fuck off my bus. Yeah. Um, and I was trying to think of like, what do you think, like, what skill would you turn into an Allison Williams over? Like, what would you, what do you want to be good at that you're like, I will become, at least at the beginning of the movie, right. the idea, or I guess Anton, like, what is something that you want to be perfect at that you're willing to go to these depraved lengths? I mean, can it just be having money? <laughs> like, oh, I guess that like is most rich people. Fi- yeah, I mean, most rich people are this. Wow, but like, absolutely it but should just be. But just like getting, like, I mean, to me, that would be the only thing that would ever be worth is being like excellent at day trading or something. Right, yeah. I don't know. Like, how do you get money? I was saying, I want to be really good at putting on makeup. So <gasps> I was like, makeup. maybe if I like kid, I'd have to kidnap like Kim Kardashian. But I was like, she doesn't do her own makeup. No, she's a makeup artist. I'd have to kidnap like, uh, you know, Bobby Brown or somebody yeah, like Gucci that. Gucci Westman. And um, I guess uh, the equivalent is, like, I remove their eyelids. I don't exactly know, like, what I would do. What's the torture there? Yeah. yeah. 
And then, I guess, finally, spooky scale. How Just from the hearing it, sure. on a scale of one to ten screams, how spooky this movie? A spooky scale. I think I want to put this at, like, um, a five or six. Mm-hmm. Because Alison Williams is very scary all the time. Yes. Uh, in these kinds of roles. So I feel like that gives it, like, an automatic, like, ugh. Yeah. Um, and all, you know, the black swan vibes of yes. it. And, like, I find that to be very scary. But not, you know, I could watch it. So there's kind right. of, you know, the fact. And I think the fact that they do get, revi- like, that there's so many twists, like, makes it almost less scary. Yes, and more absolutely. Of a thriller. Exactly. I feel the same way. So, yeah. I'm, uh, let's call it a five. Great. I'm going to give two, mm-hmm. which I, again, we're, this this scale is um, whether something is scary, not whether it's good. I actually had, I thought it was fun. I agree. It's more of a thriller. And whenever, even with funny games, if you listen yeah. to our funny games um, episode, when, when you have that meta, like, oh, you're rewinding it, to me, I'm just not scared anymore because I need to have, like, the very clear stakes set up. Yes. And if you're like, oh, actually, we could reverse this and do whatever— I don't dislike it, but it's like, oh, I'm going to be entertained. I'm not necessarily going to be scared. It also makes you very aware that you're watching a movie. Exactly, and, yes. you know, so much of the scariness, like, I would imagine of, like, The Ring or, like, you know, yeah. Hereditary or what is just, like, that you, like, are so enveloped in that exactly. uh, world where rules don't exist that, yeah. like, you can't take yourself out of it. Whereas, like, this is, like, hey, this is a movie. Yeah. So. I completely agree. And, you know, which is not to say the movie is not fun. I had a blast. Yeah, it's, it weirdly is one that I would want to see. If, right. I mean, but now I don't have to. And that's kind of the premise of this podcast. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. Um, join us again next time. For another movie. And in the meantime. Mm-mm. You have to say it now. I'm never going to say it. Keep it spooky. No. Bye. Do it. <laughs> Ruined is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach, Sabrina Fonfetter, and Houston Snyder. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.